Primetime with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. We're very excited to have our next guest live on the show right now. She's out on the West Coast training because she's a rower, and she's also a graduate of Western University. Her name is Jill Moffat, and Jill joins Blair and RV live right now with quite possibly the biggest and most proudest announcement of her life. And Jill's here. Jill, can you tell us all about that? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, this week I was officially named to... Uh, team Canada to compete at the Tokyo Olympics with the rowing team. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's super exciting. It'll be my first game, so I'm like over the moon. How many How many years of training leads up to a moment like this? Uh, it's, it's different for everyone. So it's funny. I started rowing at Western. That's why I have such a love for you know, London and uh, Western University, and I started in 2011. So for me, it's like 10 years. Um, some people, you know, have been roaring since high school. They're on 15. Some people have been roaring for four. So it can really Whew. change. I know. So for me, I got that 10-year mark. We have Jill Moffat, who it was just announced she will be rowing at the Tokyo Olympics, a graduate of Western U and a friend of the show. This is very cool. So... I mean, the Olympics have been postponed a year because of the pandemic. Being an athlete right now during a pandemic and trying to plan a trip to the other side of the world, what is that like for you guys? Oh, it's pretty crazy. Um, (laughs) It's pretty crazy. It's our flights changing probably every other day. Um, Yeah, we're we're really lucky that we have a place there that we're going to go train at right before the Olympics that has been set up. Um, from a couple years back where Rowing Canada has been before. So we're pretty lucky that we'll actually be there about two weeks before the game start. So although there's no official quarantine, we're kind of doing our own quarantine when we get there. Um, but it's definitely a different thing I've ever experienced. We haven't um, been racing since 2019. Wow. So for us, it'll almost have been like two full years since we've <laughs> raced wow. overseas. Wild. Which is the same for New Zealand and Australia and the United States. But uh, definitely very, very different. Hey, Jill, what can you tell us about your time here in London? You said that you got your start in rowing in 2011 uh, here when you were at Western U. Like, were, were, were you in at, like Fanshawe Lake? Were you, were you trying to put a boat into the Thames? How were you... How were you oh. rowing when you, were, when you were in town? Yeah, so I started my first year of university. I came from a pretty small town, and London seemed pretty big to me, so I wanted a way to, you know, make it my own, and I ended up trying out for the novice rowing team at Western. And then we tried it on Lake Fanshawe, and that's where we trained out of, and I loved it. I loved it so much. I stayed for an undergrad and a master's, uh, and the rowing community in London is just so awesome. Uh, there's a great rowing community and a lot of support in London, uh, for you know the rowing club and the university, so the national team was also based out of London at the time. So it was a really exciting place to be. And I definitely, yeah, feel like I'm a Londoner at heart. <laughs> oh, that's great, Jill Moffat, who is wait for it, an Olympian. Woo! Yes, yeah, <laughs> competing in Tokyo this summer in the lightweight women's double skulls and. You know, I want to ask you before you go, Jill. Do you know if you're yeah. competing in the first or second week of the Olympics? We're the first week. Ooh, so once you win your gold medal, you'll be able to party in the Athletes' Village the second week. 
We had to leave the day after. Oh! (laughs) They're kicking you out, eh? I know. 40 hours. I leave the next day. Oh. So, which is fine. I'm just glad it's happening, but yes. So, win the gold there and then come party in your home native land. Oh, yeah. I'll be coming back to London for sure. Heck, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Jill, thanks for taking the time with us this morning. Best of luck at Tokyo 2020, 2021. And, uh, you know, all of London, Ontario, and everybody up at Western U, we're pulling for you guys, okay? Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Prime Time with Blair and Darby. On Classic Rock 98.1. The boss who is going to be returning to the stage June 26th. It will be the first show to return to Broadway in New York. And as anticipated, RV, the audience will have to prove before entering that they've been vaccinated. Yes, but there's one small detail that's going to completely cause the world to explode. And, and you know, we're not trying to be overly dramatic, but when we read this, we were thinking, are you absolutely kidding me? If you're a Canadian who did your duty as asked by the government to get your vaccine and you got AstraZeneca, you can't go to that show. No, you cannot go to that show because when they check at the door, which they will do, you know, a vaccine passport style admission, right? right. All of the vaccines or those who have been vaccinated will be allowed through if they are US FDA approved that list at this point only includes moderna pfizer or johnson and johnson because they never approved astrazeneca so if you are a bruce springsteen fan here in canada and like i said you did what 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 was asked of you and you went and got inoculated and it ended up being astrazeneca too damn bad I cannot believe we're in this situation right now. (laughs) Tell me that's not crazy. And there was all these people online, like take this with a grain of salt. There was all these people online, you know, uh, moaning and complaining about the AstraZeneca before this all happened, saying that it wasn't safe. It was causing blood clots. And now look, like we're starting to open again and vaccinations are going to be mandatory for certain things. And if people went out and got their AstraZeneca... You're not going to be able to do things that people that got the Pfizer and Moderna got. This is insane. 1.7 million Canadians got AstraZeneca. 1.7 million Canadians. 1.7. And you know, it's funny because back on April 1st, Joe Biden, president of the United States, donated 1.5 million doses of AstraZeneca to Canadians. Get this, too. And, I'm you know, this, this is... Salt, salt in the wound, if you want to call it that. In an interview about how Springsteen feels about where he's at in life and his career, Springsteen uh, said this, that he has no plans on slowing down after six decades on stage and that playing live shows remains, quote, an experience that cannot yet be simulated. He goes on, I'm at a point in my playing life and artistic life where I've never felt as vital. So you're missing. So if you're if you're a Springsteen fan and you got the AstraZeneca and you hear the excitement in his voice about how he feels about still performing and being able to pull it off like the yeah. guy does four hour shows. Well, yeah, I, 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 I'd Le- be pulling my hair. Up. Just leaving Bruce Springsteen oh. on his own in lockdown for the past 14 months is a very scary thing. We're talking one of the greatest singer songwriters of our generation. 
I'm very excited to see what Bruce Springsteen comes out of the pandemic with musically because it's going to be amazing. I'm just flabbergasted. I'm astounded and I'm shocked about this news that people with the AstraZeneca will not have nice things. Did you say born in the USA or burn in the USA? I'll give credit to the Toronto Star, by the way. That was their headline. I think things are going to be burning up north more than they are down there. Prime time with Blair and RV. On Classic Rock 98.1. Well, here we go. The final qualifying opportunity for Blair and RV's boss of the Toss Cornhole Tournament with our friends at Bordeaux Custom Woodworking on the line right now is Tyler. How you doing, brother? You pumped for this or what? Oh, I couldn't be even more excited. Now, we, we shared a video of this sweet cornhole set that we got delivered here yesterday to our studio on our Facebook page. Uh, Tyler, this is a sweet set. Tell me, if you won this, who would you be sharing it with? Oh, I'd be sharing it with the old man. Just in time for Father's <laughs> oh, Day. perfect. That's great stuff. Now, you were saying, too, that, that your old man uh, has taken you to, to a number of concerts over the years. What shows has he taken you to? Oh, he's taken me to a couple. Uh, the Tragically Hip on their last tour there. Uh, there was uh, one with uh, Van Halen, ATDC. Oh, you're, you're, nice. you're, your dad gets it. Pass, passing it down. So you, you owe him with this cornhole set, buddy. Oh, I think so. We want to get you uh, into this bracket for the final spot, Tyler. So we're going to do a round of the five-second challenge. Uh, I got a question. You'll need to name three answers in five seconds or less. That's two out of three. Get you in the cor- cornhole tournament, okay? Okay. Okay, so here we go with question number one, want you to name three things you don't want your boss to tell you. Uh, you're fired, uh, you're late to work, and uh, that you uh, cost the company money. Whoa, <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Actually, those are three great ones. Ryan and I have been down that road many times. So Yeah, it may have to do with coffee being spilled and a $15,000 piece of audio equipment. No big deal. <laughs> that wasn't me, though. That was Blair. Mm. All right, Tyler, here we go. Question number two. Name three reasons your heart beats fast. Uh, your wife, you get a lot of money, and you just got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Does that work, right. buddy? Yeah, I give it to him. <laughs> My heart's beat pretty fast when I thought I wasn't going to make it to the bathroom, so I totally side with you there, man. <laughs> All great answers. Tyler, you're in the boss of the Toss Cornhole Tournament. Oh, beautiful. I can't wait. All we're right. Lo- we're looking forward to having you down here to 700 Richmond tomorrow morning. you got to be here by 8, buddy. Of course, we'll have the protocols in place. If you can bring a mask down, too, that would be great. We'll try and do the whole six-foot thing, oh, which, yeah. by the way, I think the cornhole like you got those boards have to be separated by 24 feet yeah so that is the most socially distanced game of all time 100 percent. well you you would think so (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a lot of fun so the bracket is full now we got ann stan sunny and our good friend tyler here which is great so tyler hey congratulations and we'll catch up with you right here 700 richmond row tomorrow morning at eight o'clock okay okay thank you so much guys and tell your old man too that this song's for him all right this is ACDC. And don't forget, you can enter online at ClassicRock981.com to win one of these exact custom-made sets from Bordeaux Custom Woodworking. Primetime with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. Today's lesson, how not to get pink eye 101. <laughs> and I'd like to think that I speak with a little bit of authority on the uh, the subject matter because what was it a few weeks back? How, how long was I gone for? Was it two or three days? I told you to stay away as long as possible. But there's something you should know about Blair. It doesn't matter if he's on his deathbed. He wants to come to work. It's true. I'm always like, dude, take a day. Rest up. No, man, I'm okay. Boss Dan, I'm ready to go. Well, dude, just chill. Don't bring pink eye here. <laughs>
It looks like in Montreal, either Jeff Petrie, the Habs, developed Pink Eye the same way you did, or he was very excited due to the closures in Canada to finally visit a strip club. So this is what even the announcers acknowledged uh, last night during the game. There's the red eyes of Petrie. Oh. That's... A dangerous look too, isn't it? And he looks—he looks menacing with those red eyes. Like they match, they match the red on the jersey. Yeah, they really do. And there was a camera shot on Petrie's eyes, and he was just kind of staring off. First of all, Petrie's been out. He's had like a, a hand injury the last uh, week and a half. And uh, rumor was yesterday that he was going to be sitting out game two, and he was a last-minute decision add to the lineup. Yeah. So here he comes. Everybody's like, "Is he healthy or not?" And then he's sitting on the bench just staring into blank space with his Superman laser eyes. That's what it looked like. But it turns out, Blair, no, he did not visit a strip club. It is something completely different. Petrie has been diagnosed with bilateral... Now, forgive me, I cannot say this word. Bilateral... Subconjunctival... Hemorrhage. Bilateral, subconjunctival hemorrhage. Which, obviously, you know, bilateral, meaning he's got it in both eyes, which... Uh, leads to to, to bur- uh, burst blood vessels in the eyes. I guess there's no pain or vision issues, and he was a force to be reckoned with on the ice. But when you saw a close up, you couldn't help but feel bad. Well, everybody thought it was pink eye, and when <laughs> I, when I saw it, I was thinking to myself, "But like, man, like, is this guy? How many diapers is this guy what? changing? Like, like, like I've had to go through right with our twin boys, Shay and Bo. And it was actually just last night, <laughs> just last night, uh, that I was giving the boys a bath. You know, just giving him a scrub all over. And then uh, Shay looks at me. He's like, Daddy, don't wash my bum or you'll get pink eye. <laughs> that is amazing. I was like, I was like, Shay, you got to tell Jeff Petrie that because I don't know if he understands that when you get poop in there, it's not good for the eye. You know, I don't tell you enough, but I'm so glad that you named your son after the captain of the greatest <laughs> hockey team in the world. That is inaccurate, but it is it is a coincidence. Go Habs, go. We'll take that. Stay away from Vegas and stay away from poopy diapers. That's a lesson on how to not get pink eye 101. Prime time with Blair and Darby. On Classic Rock 981. <laughs> what the heck is that? Is that not the sound that we're going to hear between 9 and 10 a.m. this morning, downtown London with the uh, Labatt plant RV? I hope not. That's just like a scene out of the movie Silent Hill right now. And not just the sound you might see, you could see hordes of people in yellow hazmat suits walking around the Labatt plant. What is going on? I guess uh, they're performing uh, some sort of drill. Like it's, oh, okay. it's, it's essentially like emergency preparedness, if you will. And uh, they're going to be sounding this alarm. I think you didn't you say it was between nine? Was it nine and ten? Yeah, between nine and ten, they're going to be sounding it for about three minutes. Like you just heard that. Play, can you play that sound again? There, three three minutes of like hearing. Now, obviously, this alarm is a little bit more dramatic. We don't know what alarm you're actually going to hear, but it'll be something to this effect. So, Labatt Plant is actually advising you to follow these very strict instructions if you live within two kilometers of the brewery. These are, Blair, uh, they are telling people to keep pets that are sensitive to sounds indoors. Because it could really set the pets off and really, you know, harm their hearing. Well, it tells you how loud it's going to be. It's going to be very loud today. And 
it's wild to see these kind of tests happen in London. I know they're just drills and, and everything like that, but you hear that siren. Like, imagine you don't hear this story on the radio or read it in the news and you wake up to that sound coming from the Labatt plant. You'd be like, what the heck is going on? The city of London, uh, first responders, like everybody's kind of involved. So like, you know, it's not just the brewery in and of itself, but there are many other players uh, that are a part of what's going on. So it is like an official thing. And just be aware that when you start to hear it, you know, it's not anything that's like directly impacting you at least in the long term how many cases of the corona do you think are in the labat plant is that why they're sounding the alarm (laughs) i'm not talking about covid19 i'm talking about the beer pass me a line is that joke a year old now we've been using it all this time eh not only is it a year old it's still delicious (laughs) make sure you put a lime in there with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1.